This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Thursday, May 20th. I'm Matt Hoish. In today's headlines, local governments repeal mask mandates, tips for wildfire mitigation, the listening club goes for nirvana, and a mountain weather forecast. San Miguel County residents and visitors can, in most instances, ditch the mask. Effective as of 1 a.m. this morning, face coverings are only required in several limited settings, and uh, capacity restrictions have been completely lifted for all industries. That's San Miguel County Public Information Consultant Lindsay Mills speaking on KOTO on Thursday. The county is falling in line with the state's public health order regarding masks. That order still requires masks for individuals 11 years and older who are unvaccinated and are required for everyone, regardless of vaccination status, in schools, child care centers, health care facilities, prisons, and jails. The public health order also requires everyone to wear masks on all public transportation. The gondola, any sort of bus transportation, but capacity limits are lifted there. So masks are required, but there is no capacity limitation anymore. And Mills notes businesses and organizations are allowed to enact their own capacity restrictions and mask requirements. That could apply to employees only. That could apply to employees and guests. Um, so th- those are things to definitely be paying attention to as you're walking into shops. Don't just walk past the sign. Um, make sure you're reading things as you're entering businesses. Mills does make sure to add the county will continue to monitor the hospitalization, positivity, and incidence rate for the county, basing a potential shift in restrictions on those metrics. The dial framework, our lovely dial framework, will remain in place as a a fallback. So should we need to snap back restrictions um, and we see a huge spike in cases, those restrictions are based on metrics that we're analyzing consistently. But all in all, most of San Miguel County is heading out into a once again maskless world. This is now in the hands of the people. The CDC data and the science backing that has proven that folks that have received their full vaccination series are very, very strongly protected from severe reactions to the disease and death. So knowing that, removing some of these restrictions, the five commitments, is okay for folks that are vaccinated. When it comes to the folks that are unvaccinated, those five commitments remain really useful tools in the toolbox for evading this virus. Earlier on Thursday, Mountain Village Town Council unanimously repealed its mask mandate as well. According to Mountain Village Town Attorney Paul Weiser, it's time for the town to follow the county's lead. I think over the course of uh, the last year, uh, we have learned as a town that none of us are actually public health experts. And we should not be uh, necessarily dictating public health. Our approach to the mask ordinance has always been one of cooperation and communication rather than coercion. So it seems like we should defer to the county in terms of what they think we need. And uh, the mask ordinance probably is no longer necessary. Weiser notes if the county changes its public health order regarding masks, the town would automatically fall in line with the county order. Mountain Village's mask repeal went into effect immediately on Thursday morning. Telluride Town Council will meet for a special town council meeting on Friday, May 21st at 3 p.m. to discuss repealing its current mask mandate.
State officials warn high temperatures and low precipitation mean 2021 could be another big year for wildfires in Colorado. Local governments have taken notice. Earlier this year, Mountain Village hired Mike Otto as its town forester. Otto oversees the town's Wildfire Mitigation Defensible Space Incentive Program. KOTO spoke with Otto about the program and tips to reduce wildfire risk around homes. The conversation began by discussing his role as forester. Well, I've been fortunate to come into this position with a good plan already in place. The town council and the the management has really been focused on wildfire mitigation uh, previous to me coming in. We want to continue to plan and to implement more, but I think the fact that the town council and the management is focused on wildfire mitigation is a huge positive and points to some of the thinking that is starting to occur around wildfire. Can you lay out for us just what that wildfire mitigation looks like on the ground in Mountain Village? So generally our program is centered around homeowners. We provide incentive as a metric contribution incentive for homeowners to implement wildfire mitigation plans. So to break it down, they essentially contact me. I write a wildfire mitigation plan for their property. After they implement the plan, they have the ability to get a matching contribution rebate that's provided by the town of Mountain Village in conjunction with TMBOA. We've seen a lot of activity recently, and I think this is a great program for allowing us to implement some wildfire mitigation on public property and private property. And what are the sort of things you're looking for as you do these site visits and and try and help homeowners make their homes as resilient as possible to wildfire? It's kind of twofold. We provide a home hardening measure report that essentially talks about what the roof is made of, what their siding is made of, what their drip lines look like. You know, we encourage everyone to replace their roof. And there's another incentive program that the town has already approved for that, that would encourage people to replace the roofs with fire mitigated material or non-flammable material. And this process is one of the key components of preventing homes from wildfire damage. Even if there's a defensible space around the home, sparks can travel an incredible distance. And that's a big part of what we're going for with our home hardening measures is to prevent the homes from igniting from traveling sparks. We also do vegetative management. That's a big part of these plans. And that's where the rebate comes in. The goal behind that is to reduce the uh, intense fire behavior so that responders can act and so that the heat generated from a forest fire within a certain proximity to a home would not be enough to ignite a hardened home. So this program is only eligible to Mountain Village residents. Are are there any tips you can maybe give for any listeners who are outside of Mountain Village of just general good common sense fire mitigation things they can do to keep their homes safer? A big one would be to communicate with the West Region Wildfire Council. They were key in setting up our program, but generally you want to pay attention to your home hardening measures, what your roof is made of. Of course, a big one is the vegetative management, keeping your grass trimmed, keeping mulch away from your siding, and uh, of course, spacing out your landscape trees while planting. Are there any common misconceptions about wildfires or wildfire mitigation that you can clear up for our listeners? Well, one of the big ones is about downed fuels. Downed fuels do not contribute to intense, fast-spreading wildfire, as, as a lot of people might think. 
Having said that, flashy fuels are a whole different story. So, of course, you want to remove those down to flashy fuels, which is essentially trees with needles still on them and small twigs still on them. But just a down trunk or a pile of firewood is not a big threat. Huh. I didn't know that. Mike Otto is the newly hired forester for the town of Mountain Village. Mike, thank you so much for taking some time and chatting with us about your new role in wildfire prevention. Thanks for bringing me in. It was fun. The Wilkinson Public Library's Listening Club is back this Monday. It's like a book club, but for albums. This month, Sam Burgess will lead the gathering about his album of choice, Nirvana's Nevermind. Well, Nirvana's Nevermind is one of those albums where you I can remember specifically where I was, what I was doing it when I first heard it, um, and it, it definitely changed my life as far as how I listen to music and what kind of music that I listen to. I remember it was at a house party, you know, one of those high school house parties where the parents were out of town. And I remember walking into my friend, uh, I believe it was uh, Brett's room, and they were in there listening to music, and Nevermind was on. And I was like, hey, what is this? And he was like, this is ne- uh, Nirvana. Like, you haven't heard of them? And I was like, no, I've never heard of them. And so he started it from the beginning, and I, I just remember sitting there in, on a beanbag. It was a blue beanbag, just listening it from front to back. Before, music was just kind of like sounds that I liked, but this album actually spoke to me. Like the lyrics, just the composition, um, the way Kurt Cobain played, um, especially the rhythm section. Um, I I believe at that time I actually started playing bass guitar because I just loved the way the rhythm section sounded. So it was the first time I really heard music and it it sort of spurred me to action. I went to college at uh, UT Austin in Texas and lived in Dallas at the time. The drive from Dallas to Austin took about three hours-ish, and I can remember just basically listening to that album the whole way. So the album itself is about 46 minutes long, so I would get in three listens. I guess a lot of it has to do with the way Kurt Cobain, like if you listen to the album, his lyrics are, are a weird mix of very angsty, sort of like depressive quality lyrics but there's an aspect of sort of optimism to it too. As in like, listen, all of our lives can suck at any given time, but honestly, just do the things that you love and you'll be okay. Like, we're all fine. We're all in this same boat together. What I'd like to impart with the people that come to the Listen Club is maybe like they've heard the album, they've heard a couple of songs here and there. I'm sure most people have probably heard Smells Like Teen Spirit, but to be able to listen to the whole album and to really see what it was all about and why it was so popular and it sold so many copies and literally started like a movement, like a sound movement out of Seattle, like in and of itself. I'm hoping most of the people that attend are maybe people that aren't of my age group and have heard the album, but maybe don't necessarily know like what it meant at that time. You know, obviously, I had there's a lot of music that was that I listened to as a young kid that was I had memories of, but those are kind of more like childhood memories. 
Um, this album specifically is one where I can remember the actual effect it had on me. And I, believe me, I'm not the only one that had this kind of effect. A lot of my friends speak the same way of this album. The May Listening Club will take place this Monday from 6 to 7 p.m. on the Wilkinson Public Library's Lower Terrace. More information is available at telluridelibrary.org. Telluride Ski and Golf is preparing for the summer season. The bike park will operate for the third year. In summer 2021, it will operate seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. According to a press release, new features this year include expanded bike carriers on Lift 4 and a new technical intermediate trail with both natural and man-made features. The price for park passes is also increasing, a choice owner Chuck Horning says is necessary to operate, maintain, and potentially expand the bike park. A new canopy adventure is also coming online this summer, with five zip lines, two sky bridges, and two rappels. The bike park and canopy adventure will open on Saturday, June 19th. More information is available at TellurideSkiResort.com. The 2021 Colorado State Fair is returning to Pueblo this summer, running from August 27th to September 6th. The 2021 theme is All Roads Lead to the Colorado State Fair. Entertainment and activities will include music, rodeos, monster trucks, a demolition derby, and, of course, livestock, food, and art competitions. For wine enthusiasts, a new Best of Colorado prize will be awarded for wines made of 75% or more Colorado-grown grapes. But beer lovers will lose a bit this year. Due to COVID-19 restrictions, according to a press release, craft beer and homebrew competitions will return in 2022. More information on the 2021 State Fair is available at coloradostatefair.com. As more and more coronavirus restrictions are lifted, health officials continue to stress the need for vaccinations to keep the virus and mutated forms of it from spreading. While some are celebrating their new freedoms, others worry about those who are not getting vaccinated. KOTO's Scott Franz has more on how residents statewide are thinking about this latest phase in the COVID-19 fight. The visible signs of a deadly pandemic are fading inside the state capitol. The crowds have returned, and people like Brett Frizzell are even taking off their masks deep inside the poorly ventilated building. So I've done both doses of Moderna, and so, you know, I'm following the guidelines that they're trying to set forth for us. The Commerce City resident is here to testify on a bill, and he's one of the more than 2.3 million Coloradans who have been fully vaccinated as of mid-May. So if they're saying I'm safe now, that's where I have to listen to, apparently. But many scientists believe Colorado is still well over a million doses away from reaching its goal of herd immunity, or 78% immunized. A few months ago, people were scrambling to get vaccine appointments. Today, the pace has slowed dramatically. I don't feel that it benefits community-wide for me to be vaccinated. 
Carl Watson is a property manager in Telluride. He had COVID-19 and says he has antibodies to fight against it. And if they go away, he's still reluctant to get vaccinated, saying he doesn't want to be a, quote, guinea pig for something new. I don't feel like the argument that we have to keep each other safe is a necessarily valid argument in a time when you know, so many things can go wrong in life. I mean, I guess that's any time. In Cortez, Stephen Loomis is also declining the shot despite being at a higher risk from the virus as a smoker. I was always iffy about flu shots and all that, so this vaccination's different. The RNA to your DNA and all that, like, that's just kind of got me, you know. It's not long-term study, so I'm really iffy the right thing to do. Laura Turk lives in Buena Vista. She's been vaccinated, but fears the hesitancy shared by people like Loomis and Watson will end up hurting everyone. There is a concern that especially the populations that need it the most might be reticent to get the vaccine and that will be stuck in this cycle forever. In the town of Ridgeway, retired dentist Don Schwartz is also worried about others, but especially the tourists who will soon be coming to the area. I'm very concerned that people are not stepping up and having this done so easy. There's not a problem. Most people have almost no symptoms. And uh, um, concern in Uray County simply is we got a lot of people coming in. But even with mask mandates lifted in Colorado, those we spoke to who are fully vaccinated are still approaching things with an abundance of caution. It's nice to uh, see activity picking back up. Pete Kolbenschlag of Delta County is starting to venture out more, despite only 40% of his county being inoculated. I've been out to eat a few times. Uh, I've uh, been to the brew pub and uh, doing some things like that. So. Uh, that's great. While Bronwyn Barry, who lives on the Lamborn Mesa near Peonia, is taking it slowly. I am paying attention to what hopefully will be an increased likelihood of herd immunity in the near future, but I'm not venturing out into crowded areas. I'm not going to big parties. I'm just being sensible for somebody my age, which is 65. Less than a quarter of Colorado's 64 counties have vaccinated enough people to be close to achieving herd immunity. Rates are higher in the Denver-Boulder areas, where vaccination rates fall between 60 to 70 percent. But others, including Washington County on the Eastern Plains, have inoculated less than a third of eligible residents. I'm Scott Franz at the State Capitol. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for mostly cloudy skies tonight with a low in the mid-30s and a 30 percent chance of showers. Wind gusts could be as high as 30 miles per hour. Friday, cloudy with a high in the mid-50s, and rain showers likely with wind gusts as high as 40 miles per hour. And Friday night, partly cloudy with a low in the mid-30s and a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Saturday, mostly sunny with a high near 60 and a chance of rain in the afternoon. And Saturday night, mostly cloudy with a low around 30 and a chance of showers and thunderstorms. This has been the news for Thursday, May 20th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 728-3206. And now, a personal commentary. Have you heard the rumors? Could it possibly be... 
Is it Thanksgiving already? It's true, folks. The Telluride Elks Lodge is doing a never-before, but hopefully again, spring bingo to kick off the festival season. May 22nd, we will open our doors to pods of four to play bingo and win prizes sponsored by local businesses. Pre-register and prepay at www.TellurideTurkeyBingo.com. We'll have two seatings, one at 5.30 p.m. and one at 8 p.m. We only have 14 pods available per seating, so sign up now at TellurideTurkeyBingo.com. The cost of $30 per person includes a pack of 15 games each, but you can only get this deal at TellurideTurkeyBingo.com. We're looking forward to seeing you at the Telluride Elks Lodge on May 22nd for some epic bingo, but only if you sign up at TellurideTurkeyBingo.com because walk-ups won't be admitted. Opinions broadcast over KOTO are those of the speakers. You are also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you would like to comment, please contact a staff person here at KOTO. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.